0: Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of...
1: The Disney Drive Time Podcast.
0: How are you? Doing good. It smells like fall. It smells like uh, arugula Mm. and blueberry waffles in here. Okay. Yeah.
1: Is arugula a fall vegetable?
0: I don't know, but you just warmed up some pizza that had
1: arugula on it. I did, and you say you can smell the arugula. I don't think that's what you're smelling. I can smell it. Okay. Um, But speaking of food... From the Disney Eats section of the Disney Parks blog, there's a foodie guide to the new Palm Breeze Bar, which is opening November 2nd at the Villas at Disneyland Hotel. That's
0: right. You may recall that the newest Disney vacation club, the Villas at Disneyland Hotel, recently opened in Disneyland Resort. And the new Palm Breeze Bar is going to be serving eats and sips for all guests staying at the Disneyland Hotel. And, of course, the Disney Food, uh, Disney Eats section has posted a bunch of it. Uh, they're going to have shareables. Um, they're going to have some salads. Is that they're what they have...
1: call appetizers now? I believe so. Shareables? Yeah, it's better it than small be plates. It can't be an appetizer? It's better
0: than small plates. I don't like when they call them small plate
1: dishes. Well, that's not a small plate. It's shareable. If it was a small plate, it would be individual. Yeah,
0: okay. I All guess. right,
1: okay.
0: Uh, and they've got salads. They've got sandwiches, uh, including a jumbo lump cl- crab roll. Okay. Uh, which looks pretty good, even though I don't like crab. Uh, they have pers- artisan personal pizzas. Uh, they have a kid's menu. Uh, which is funny for a bar to have a kid's menu. Uh, And then, of course, they have desserts. They have beignets, a chocolate chip cookie sandwich. Uh, They also have non-alcoholic beverages. And, of course, they have alcoholic beverages. So if you're going to be in Disneyland after November 2nd, you might want to try it out.
1: Over the weekend, Disney Cruise Line marked an incredible milestone when the Disney Wonder set sail from the shores of Australia for the first time ever.
0: That's right. Hashtag Disney Wonder Down Under.
1: Oh, I like it.
0: Uh, So DCL is marking a new milestone. Uh, The Disney Wonder, as Cheryl mentioned, is sailing from Australia for the first time. They did leave on Saturday. Uh, They're going to be doing two to six night sailings through February of 2024. And they're going to be hitting uh, Australia and New Zealand. They're going to be departing from four different home ports, Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane in Australia and Auckland, New Zealand. So uh, that's pretty cool that they're going down to... uh Going down under. Yeah. Going to that part of the world. Yep. Um, On its way back from Australia, Disney will be sailing from Vancouver. I'm sorry. will be sailing to Hawaii and then back to Vancouver, and then they'll be doing it again next year. So, right now, we're going to have a Disney cruise ship down there. Of course, that is preparation for them getting their own ship, Mm -hmm. uh, which we know is going to be headed to Singapore. But that ship is also expected to do visits in Australia and New Zealand. So. Uh, we'll see.
1: all yeah. Times. All right.
0: That wraps up the exciting news from the Disney Parks blog. So let's head on over to Disneyland.
1: All right. Uh, the official Disneyland Resort website has updated its operating calendar, and it now shows the show times for the entertainment offerings that are going to be available at Disneyland for the holiday season.
0: That's right. Disney's holiday offerings will run from November 10th through January 7th. And uh, what do we have to look forward to? We have a Christmas Fantasy Parade that will take place at 3.30 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. daily. The Believe in Magic Holiday Firework Spectacular on nights that it is held, uh, they will uh, take place at 9.30 p.m. The Disney Holiday Dance Party will take place from 7.00 p.m. to 11.00 p.m. Those are in the ma- in uh, Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And then over at Disney's California Adventure, the World of Color Season of Light will take place at 9.00 p.m. and 10.15 daily. The Blue 13 Dance Company will celebrate Diwali with traditional dances during an unforgettable Bollywood party. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and that takes place at 4.20, 5.20, 6.45, and 7.45 p.m. Uh, Blue 13 has been around in previous years, but their shows have been earlier. So okay. uh, you're going to be able to see them a little later in the day this year. Uh, the Disney Viva Navidad Street Party will take place at 12.10, 1.10, 2.10, 3.45, 4.45, and 5.45 p.m. The holiday camp concert singing uh, featuring Fat Cat Swinger. That is a little big band with swinging holiday music in Paradise Gardens Park with performances daily at five thirty and six forty-five p.m. Mickey's Happy Holidays is a dance party with Mickey's and pa- Mickey and pals uh, to the magical merry rhythms of holiday toy drummers. That takes place at twelve forty-five, two thirty, and four thirty. Last year they did four performances, uh, and those are actually uh, cavalcades. Oh, okay. Uh, this year they're only doing three per day. Uh, mostly kosher at Sonoma Terrace honors Hanukkah with an eclectic blend of musical styles from klezmer and jazz to Latin and rock. I don't know what klezmer is, mm. uh, but that will be 3.50, 4.50, 5.50, 7.15, and 8.15 p.m. So it seems like California Adventures got a lot of holiday uh, uh, offerings. Yeah, that sound
1: great too. There's yeah. a few that I would really like to see. Maybe next year. Maybe. They've started putting up decorations in... And- Disneyland and California Adventure for the holidays. That's right
0: New holiday decorations have appeared in New Orleans Square and Mickey's Toontown sections of Disney Park uh, Disneyland Park and at the Grizzly Peak section of Disney's California Adventure. So it's a lot of garland, a lot of stars, uh, a lot of uh, just a lot of garland, a lot more Christmas than there was uh, at the beginning of the week.
1: Yeah, and some of it's very Christmas. There's like little mm-hmm. Santa Clauses, um, like baubles and, and things, but like with actual Santa Claus images on them. So it's not like you can mistake them for a different holiday. Right. New projection mapping has been added to Space Mountain at Disneyland. That's
0: right. Guests were surprised uh, after the five-week refurbishment when it reopened about the new projection effects that are inside Space Mountain. But even more so, they were excited and surprised by the new projection projection mappings on the outside of the building at night. They are now projecting multiple colors onto the White Mountain uh, that now has uh, glowing blue, yellow, and red colors at night. Uh, the colors also blend together at certain points to form shades of pink, purple, and orange. Uh, so that's uh, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that looks nice. There is rumor that the Tale of the Lion King at Disney Disneyland will close permanently on January 7th. That's right, and
0: that is according to cast members who work the show Uh, The Tales of the Lion King premiered in California Adventure in 2019. It closed in 2020 due to COVID and then reopened with updates in the Fantasyland Theater a little over a year and a half ago in May of 2022. So, um, yeah, that's kind of sad Then they're going to have to get a new show.
1: Yeah. What could be better than The Lion King? Well, I remember
0: when we were there in 2019, it was Mickey and the Magic. Oh,
1: you're right. Okay, I didn't realize that was the same theater. Yeah. The voices inside the Disneyland and Disney California Adventure Parks are going to be changing.
0: That's right. The Disney California Adventure Park announcer Camille Dixon and Disneyland Park announcer Bill Rogers have announced their uh, impending departures from the park. Uh, He's been there for 32 years. She's been there for 11 years. They're actually a married couple. That's kind of cool. Which is fun. Um, But uh, their runs are ending due to casting changes at Disneyland Resort. A uh, final ending date has not yet been noted. Um, Their guests, their voices welcome parks to the guests each day and wish them well each night and also do various daytime announcements over the PA system. So uh, there's going to be a new voice.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It seems, seems like they may have gotten pushed out.
0: Right. You know? Well, he, in addition to doing Disneyland, and he took over for Jack Wagner, who's a legend, Uh, In 1991, he's also done voiceover work for Walt Disney World Resort and Tokyo Disney Resort. And he's also the voice for Santa Claus in the It's a Small World Holiday Overlay.
1: Mm, All right.
0: You know, I kind of always wanted to be that guy who just came on and said, in just five minutes, (laughs) Disney's Happily Ever After will begin.
1: You should put in for it. I'm going to. All right.
0: So we'll see what happens. Uh, But that wraps things up in Disneyland. So let's head over to the Walt Disney World Resort.
1: All right, they have extended the hours for the Magic Kingdom and the Animal Kingdom through November.
0: That's right, Uh, over in Magic Kingdom. Uh, Magic Kingdom will now be open until midnight on November 12th. From November 13th through 18th, the park will open at 8 a.m., which is an hour earlier. And on November 15th and uh, 18th, the park will stay open until 11 p.m. On all other days, the park will close at 6 because of the Very Merry Christmas Party. Disney's Animal Kingdom will now open at 8 a.m. from November 12th through 18th. It will also stay uh, open for an hour, uh, additional hour, on November 12th that will close at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. the rest
1: of the week. Another date for the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is sold out. There are no longer tickets available for December 1st.
0: That's right. That is the first night that the party is offered in December. Of course, we're going to be there on December 3rd. So if you'd like to uh, join us, you know, you're there's, more than welcome. There's
1: still tickets for that.
0: Right. Uh, the first two nights, let's see, November 9th and 10th are currently sold out. December 14th was previously sold out. so There are now four nights that have
1: sold out, but plenty of nights to, to still go see it. National Veterans and Military Families Month um, It takes place in November, but Disney World is going to start a little bit early by hosting a flyover by the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds on October 30th.
0: That's right. So by the time you're listening to this podcast, it probably already happened. And of course, you'll see photos online. The Disney Parks blog usually has a story about it as well. And the U, uh, U.S. Air Force's Thunderbirds were in town for an air show this weekend. There was in Orlando, I believe it was either in Orlando or Sanford. Um, at the what's the second Orlando airport?
1: Uh, I have no idea. Okay, I
0: think it is the the Sanford Airport. Sure. Um, but there was an air show, so of course they're departing that day. The past couple of years, they've had either the Thunderbirds or the Blue Angels do a flyover. Uh, the flyover is expected to take place at ten thirty a.m. Uh, and they do a flyover of both Magic Kingdom and
1: Epcot. Nice. The newest updates to Tiana's Bayou Adventure construction seem to be some fake trees.
0: That's right. They've placed some fake trees at the base. Uh, Right now, they're just pretty much trunks. Okay. Uh, They do have the the base of some branches, but it's expected that the branches will be added at a later date. One would hope. Yes. Or it's going to look like a very barren area. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The front of the mill house in the building has also received new paneling. Uh, And there's still just a ton of construction going on there. Uh, The water tower, Tiana's food water tower does look nice. It has a a little crown fashioned Mm -hmm. on the top of it, much like Tiana's crown. So work is coming along. Yes.
1: I didn't really realize they were doing much in the way of work over at Mission Space, but I guess they've been doing some small repairs.
0: Yeah, they've repaired some benches. They're doing some concrete work. Uh, and they've, uh, they're have they doing some work around the, the, the globe that is there. And they have uh, removed some of the construction wall there and replaced it with rolling planters. We
1: love the rolling planters. Uh, I'm
0: sure that's just so they can access the area a little easier. Uh, so, yeah, they're just plussing that area up. It doesn't look like there's any major work being done. Um, so, you know, it's regular refurbishment work.
1: Right. Christmas lights have been installed on Living with the Land at Epcot for the holiday overlay.
0: Yep, that'll debut later this holiday season. That's one of my funnest holiday overlays.
1: It's Yeah, it's a good one. We're not going to get to see it, I don't no, think. No,
0: we're not. Hmm. But Darn. it is it is fun because they do put Christmas lights on everything and bring a little touch of the Christmas
1: holidays. Yeah, I think they have like some light-up snowmen in there yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it is cute. A wall along the eastern edge of the World Celebration neighborhood at Epcot has been moved back, and now we can see a glimpse of the area as it approaches its previously announced December Opening window.
0: That's right. They've moved back some of the wall. It has uh, revealed portions of the new walkway, which is metal and has an, a spaceship Earth style design on it. The moved walls are across from the creation shop, which is the retail location. So, uh, you know, it only went back maybe, what, seven, eight feet?
1: It's just enough to be able to see the yeah. walkway. So,
0: the trees, there are some trees and some walkways that are now visible uh, to guests. And, uh, you know, it, it's, once again, it's part of the refurbishment. Coming
1: along. Yeah.
0: I wish they would bring back the uh, the concrete that had the fiber optic lights in it.
1: Yeah, I loved that. Yeah, that, that was, was like awesome. classic Epcot to me. They've taken down a few trees and surrounding shrubbery. Uh, by the two raised beds that are by the Land Pavilion in the World Nature neighborhood of Epcot.
0: Yeah, that's right. These are, are two raised beds. They're very close to the monorail track. I would not be surprised if that is just to replace the trees because um, there's not a lot of shade in there. And I, I think you want the shade, especially because that area has uh, concrete benches yeah. for guests to sit in.
1: But I don't know why then would you even take them down? I like, don't know. why wouldn't you just trim them or something? Yeah. Well, maybe they were just old. Oh, I'm sorry. If a tree is old, we just get rid of it. I feel like. Maybe it wasn't healthy. They take good care of their trees. It was healthy. All right.
0: That comes straight from Cheryl the arborist. So what's our next story?
1: <laughs> Epcot's going to be testing their new nighttime spectacular, Luminous, the Symphony of Us, overnight for two dates in November.
0: That's right. Luminous fire uh, fireworks testing will take place on Wednesday, November 1st, and Saturday, November 4th, between 10.30 p.m. and 1 a.m. Uh, Disney did not explicitly say it is for Luminous, but considering Luminous debuts on December 5th, it's probably for right, Luminous. Right, of course. Yeah. So, guests staying at any of the resorts around Crescent Lake in the Epcot uh, and in the Epcot Resort area could hear fireworks during the testing, or
1: hopefully see them. Right. There's been a few price increases at Disney World that we've previously talked about. Um, now there is another one that's come out. It's for the Fantasmic dining packages.
0: That's right. The Fantasmic dining packages take place in Disney's Hollywood Studios, and with that meal comes reserved preferred seating for the nighttime performance of Fantasmic. Over at the 50s Primetime Cafe, uh, the new cost is $54 for adults, $23 for kids. At Hollywood Vine, the breakfast is $59 for adults, $39 for kids. Hollywood and Vine uh, lunch and dinner, $75 for adults, $49 for kids. Mama Melrose, $56 for adults, uh, $23 for kids. Sci-Fi dine-in theater restaurant. $51 $51 for adults, $23 for kids, and the Hollywood Brown Derby, $77 for adults, $31 for kids. This is a price increase of between uh, $2 to $5 for those establishments for each right. one of those categories. If you do the Fantasmic Dinner Package, your packages include an entree, an appetizer, or dessert, or one full buffet, along with a non-alcoholic beverage. Guests get a voucher for guaranteed seating in Phantasmic. Uh, in a reserved area prices do not include alcohol or the required park admission there's been a lot of food talk in this show today
1: it's making me hungry it is i went for ice cream today and i did not get a fully satisfactory experience i'm
0: sorry to hear that
1: i didn't get enough ice cream that was the problem <laughs> <laughs> all right the full menu has been released for eat by manette chan chahan Yeah. okay um, it's the restaurant that's coming soon to Disney Springs.
0: That's right. We don't know when it's going to open, but we do know now what the full menu consists of. It is described as a modern, fun, Indian inspired concept. It's going to be located behind Days of Christmas in the Marketplace section of Disney Springs in what used to be the Wolfgang Puck Express.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, they're going to have shareables.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's see. They have a bread service with p- pimento whipped paneer, they have a tandoori chicken poutine. Uh, Do it yourself pani puri, uh, walking taco and samosas. They also have pizzas and breads. Uh, chicken tikki naan pizza, song paneer naan pizza, spicy green chili naan, garlic naan and buttered naan. Uh, Market Fresh, they have a street-style puffed rice salad, a samosa chopped salad, and Enhance Your Salad. They also have a build-your-own-bowl <laughs> Enhan- section.
1: Enhance Your Salad, that's just like, that's just, you can enhance your uh, salad. <laughs> no,
0: I'd like an Enhance Your Salad, please. Uh, yes, that allows you to add chicken or shrimp or tikka or roasted cauliflower to your salad. Uh, they also have a, uh, for the build-your-bowl, you pick your base, your kebab, and your sauce. You can additionally make uh, additions to that. Um, the kids have a little non pizza, little sliders, crispy crispy, ch- crispy chicken fingers, and then for desserts they have a gulab juman cheesecake. Um, they have a tr- chocolate and strawberry naan. Oh and yes. They have a couple of signature drinks, house wines, uh, Citra pale ale, and boozy slushies. Love it. Uh, so that is uh, what you'll get at Eat by. Manit Chuhan. Okay. At some date, some year. It we looks, don't know when. From
1: the pictures and the descriptions, it sounds like it'll be good. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's coming soon.
0: And pricing here doesn't look to be that bad. The build your own bowl is 18
1: Which is one of the more expensive things on there. And um, I would compare it to there's a, there's a Greek build your own place by my work. And I would say their their bowls end up being 13 or $14. Mm-hmm. So it's really not super far outside of what you'd pay. Considering you're in you a know, theme park as well. Right. right.
0: Uh, your pizzas are $14 and your shareables are in the 9 to $14, 18 range. So mm-hmm. not that bad.
1: No. Scaffolding and construction walls have shifted during the ongoing refurbishment of the Grand Floridian.
0: That's right. More roofing has been replaced and scaffolding has come down. Uh, which buildings are they working at right now? Uh, they are near the corner of Big Pine Key and Boca Chica buildings. Okay. So uh, portable barriers have been moving around. Yeah. Uh, it's been a little bit of a nightmare over at the Grand Floridian. It's
1: not where I'd want to be staying right now. Yeah, no,
0: definitely not. Even though it's close to the park.
1: Yeah. It's probably not so bad in the winter when it's a little bit colder. You're probably not using the pools anyway. You're right. just sort of going to your room and going, you know, between the parks. But I don't know. When the weather was really nice and you wanted to be back and forth to the pools, Right. the construction sort of stinks. You know what my
0: favorite aspect of the Grand Floridian is now? The Walking Path to the Magic Kingdom. very
1: nice. Which was closed, wasn't it?
0: It was closed for a little bit. So in entertainment news, Disney's live-action remake of Snow White starring Rachel Zegler has been delayed to 2025. Um, It was set to release originally on March 22nd of 2024, but according to the... uh, According to The Hollywood Reporter, the SAG after-strike has affected the filming, and Snow White will instead be released one year later on March 21st of 2025. A first look at the film was produced by Disney. It is an image of Snow White uh, uh, starring Rachel Zegler, surrounded by a bunch of uh, dwarfs. So, you know, there's some confusion because Disney had said, that they were going to be seven magical creatures and Mm -hmm. not necessarily dwarfs, because Mm -hmm. there was some some outlash from the uh, little people community. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, now, according to this picture, they all look to be dwarves again. So who knows what we're going to get in two years.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You have to try to be sensitive, but at the same time, produce uh, a product that people want to purchase. Right.
0: I mean, at some point, you vary so far from the original story that it's – not even the story
1: anymore. Right, which is fine. Just, it just needs to be something, something different. different. Right. <laughs> right.
0: Another project that got uh, derailed due to the strikes is Daredevil Born Again, which is a series that is going to be on Disney Plus. Uh, and they have uh, put together a new creative team. Apparently, Kevin Feige saw some of the stuff that they had filmed prior to the strike. He did not like it, and mm. uh, a bunch of people were fired. Oh, jeez. So, uh, you know, I'm excited. It's supposed to be an 18-part series, right? Uh, which is gigantic by Disney Plus standards. Right. And uh, we're probably not going to see it a- until 2025 at the earliest.
1: That's a long way away.
0: Yep. Disney's Wish is going to be coming to theaters on November 22nd, but there are going to be special early access screenings across the United States on November 18th. Tickets are available for early access screenings uh, at places including the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood. There will be 750 theaters that have the early access screening at 4 p.m. on November 18th. So check with your local cinema to see if yours is one of them. We're back after a brief pause because somebody had to run in to see if tickets were available for the advanced screening. Yeah. And they are available in our local area, so Cheryl is in the process of purchasing them. There's
1: quite a few, so there's probably some available in your area as well.
0: That's right. So that's uh, all of the Disney news. Let's head on over to Universal. Uh, And at Universal, Epic Universe continues to take shape uh, as the dual racing coaster... Uh, looks to be completed, and they've started landscaping around the area, so that is fun.
1: It's looking good. Uh,
0: Monsters Manor has the scaffolding down, and uh, yeah, work is work is progressing. Uh, I'm amazed at how quickly stuff is going up Ant's there,
1: popping right up.
0: And it is. Let's see, we can see the roller coaster in classic Monsters Land, the entrance portal to that area, the Celestial Carousel. There are spinning rides and a coaster in How to Train Your Dragon Land. Rock work is being done in How to Train Your Dragon Land and uh, Super Nintendo World is shaping up. So lots of cool photos, lots of overhead photos, but uh, a ton of construction being done. So that park is expected to open in 2025.
1: All right. SeaWorld is giving people another peek at the future Penguin Trek coaster.
0: That's right. The Penguin Trek is expected to open in 2024. Uh, this is going to be a snowmobile-themed coaster. Ooh. It is geared as a uh, family coaster, uh, and it has a height restriction of only 42 inches. It's being designed by Bollinger and Mabillard, which, are a, which is a company based in Switzerland. So they want something, you know, as I mentioned earlier, there's a 42-inch height requirement, so it's geared towards families. Uh, And they want a desirable view cone for smaller passengers. So they don't want them to be ignored. Right. Um, This, uh, they also displayed some of the track. Uh, The fun thing about this is that the ride is going to be uh, making use of the Antarctica Empire of the Penguin attraction, uh, which debuted in 2013. I think Mm -hmm. that was right after our last visit there. Okay. Um, It never reopened after the uh, COVID shutdown of 2020. So they're going to use that building and part of the queue as part of the roller coaster experience. Are
1: there going to be penguins?
0: Yes. When you okay. get off, when you get off of the roller coaster. Um, so let me talk about the coaster first. Its top speed is going to be forty-three miles an hour. It's going to be three thousand and twenty feet long. There's going to be two launches. It's an indoor/outdoor course. Um, they did put intensity levels, uh, but it's based on other SeaWorld coasters that I've never been on. They say it's between Super Grover's Boxcar Derby. Uh, and Icebreaker, which uh, are two SeaWorld properties. Um, the new rides finale will include the penguin habitat. So uh, you will continue with a trek on foot through the heart of the penguin habitat, where you'll be face to beak with a real penguin colony. Non-riders will also be able to see the penguins as well. Penguin Trek will be the third coaster to open in, at uh, SeaWorld Orlando in three years, Uh, That follows the heels of Icebreaker and the Pipeline Surf Coaster, which debuted this past May. Very good. All right. That's all the news for today, but we'll be back on Wednesday. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.